church. Y'all stand up. And put your hands together like this. Yeah. with us today. Say, hey. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Our God is great and glorious. Come on. Yeah. We put our trust in your name, Jesus. Able to save and deliver us. We put our hope in your name, Jesus. Come on, all over. Say blessing. Blessing and honor, glory and power unto our God forever and ever. All of the honor, all of the praise is yours. Say yours. Yours forever. Trust in your name, Jesus. Nothing to fear, you are here with us. We put our hope in your name, Jesus. Say blessing and honor. Born to our God forever and ever. All of the honor, all of the praise is yours.
I don't want 
wanna forget how I feel right now on the mountain top. I can see so clear what it's all about. Yeah. Stay by my side till the sun goes down. I don't
Circumstance, cause he's child, he's enough. Come on, those lyrics say, I will. Not my brother, not my sister, not my mom, not my dad, but I will. Those are personal lyrics. And so, so for those of you that haven't made that personal, make that personal today. Say, God, for me, I'm content. I will be content because your word says you'll provide every need. Every need. He's our provider. Jehovah Jireh. He's enough. Come on, lift your hands. Oh God, you're enough. No matter what the situation is, worship you even when I don't see it I'll still lift my hands when I have a lack of faith I'll still lift my hands oh he's enough he's enough come on church you believe that today
You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, welcome. Right. Yes. Welcome to Converge Live Worship. Oh, wow. Um, we're so glad that you joined us tonight. Uh, we just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for joining us for tonight's worship experience. Now, we also want to take a moment, man, to say thank you to Converge Nation who are joining online every Sunday via rebroadcast. Yes. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for being with us tonight. Now, if you're in here and you're a first-time guest with us, um, as a token of our appreciation, we just want to say thank you. And so we're asking that you see um, our guest services outside at the Connection Center after service. We have a small token of our appreciation to just say thank you for being with us today. Um, and yeah, what else? Uh, how, how do you keep in touch with what's going on at Converge? Yeah, so there's so many ways that you can stay connected. First, you can go to Facebook. There is a YouTube. We're also on Instagram at We Are Converge. So please go follow us, like, and share all of the content. Please push it out. And we're just so thankful that you're going to go enjoy it and watch it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And 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 you know the the reason for that is because we have a lot going on at Converge. And one of those things that is going on right now is we're going through our Lent devotional journeying with Jesus it's a 40-day devotional and it's been amazing as we prepare our heart man for Easter this is one of those things that is is really getting us ready to go through this lantern journey this year all right and then another thing that we're doing here at Converge right now is our spring V groups y'all yeah, yes. somebody's excited. <laughs> we are going into week three of our spring V groups. It has been an amazing, amazing two weeks already of life-giving ministry. And so if you want to join us, please, we can start tomorrow. If you're a student or a teen or a youth, uh, we are joining us. Uh, you can join us tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, and uh, if you're one of Converger's, uh, you can join on Tuesdays at, at 7.30 p.m. It has been a great time. 
we're studying warrior women. So please right. come join. It has been amazing. It's yeah. blessing lives. So come join us. Amen. Amen. And for the men, Wednesday night at 7.15. Woo! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we are going through CORE. It's amazing. It's life-changing. It's transformational. Um, and we invite you to join us. Tell your friends. Share. Uh, and make sure that uh, you're on on Wednesday nights with us. All right. Amen. 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 Well, now we're going to move into one of the best parts of tonight's worship experience, and that is our blessed life segment. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's excited to give. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God does love a cheerful giver. Now, we have three ways here at Converge to give. Uh, you can give here in person. Uh, just please raise your hand, and if you need an envelope, the ushers will get one to you. All we're asking is that you fill it out its entirety so we can properly account for your giving. You can also give uh, via text by texting 77977. You text the word Converge Give plus the dollar amount to 77977. Amen. And then you can also give online safely and securely at www.weareconverge.com forward slash give. Amen. Now, the, the, the reason I'm so excited about this part as well is that song, man, we just sang coming into this section. Jaira, he is more than enough. In fact, in, in, in Genesis, the, the word Jaira is the Lord who sees, the, word, the, the Lord who will provide, right? And so as, as we prepare our hearts to give, we have to remember that he is Jaira, he is more than enough. And because he's more than enough, so are we, and we have more than enough. Whatever we need, he will provide. Amen. Yes, Amen. All right. Well, let us pray and bless our gifts. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for all the gifts that we are receiving today. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who gives us the means to get wealth. Father, you give us the energy. You give us the intelligence you give us the time father we thank you for all that you're doing in and through us and father as we prepare to give release our hearts father show us how we can partner with you so that we can always give our best gift father we praise you and we want to give you our first and finest and lord we thank you and we know that you will do more with what we give than what we could ever dream of doing by ourselves. So Lord, we thank you that it is in good hands and what you will do with it, Father, will go beyond anything that any individual can do by themselves. So we thank you, Jesus, for these gifts and even for the hearts that are willing and longing to give but are unable. Father, we know that you see them and you will give them for you are Jaira and you're more than enough. So Father, we thank you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank yes. you and enjoy the rest of tonight's worship experience. Yes. Chat. Come on, we're going to teach you a new song. It says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause He's never let me down. 
faithful through generations so why would he fail now he won't come on you believe that today he won't fail you hasn't found me yet oh, I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense and I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength cause I something and you've stood on the firm foundation of Jesus you know that rains might come winds might blow but rain came when blue my house was built on you that's it right there I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through come on that's your testimony. Rain came when blue. My house was built on you, and it still is. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. 
say Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand With everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful through generations So why would He fail me now? He won't, hey Come on, now you got it, yeah He won't Come on, that's when you tell somebody He won't fail Cause I've seen Him walk with me Right here. You won't fail, no, fail. Woo. Come on, do you believe that today? Hallelujah. Man, I know that's our testimony. Storms might come, yeah. rain might knock out a window, and it might shake a little bit, but that's just a window. That's not the foundation. And if our foundation is on a solid rock, then that's what we stand on. And it's going to be, woo, it's strong. It's not something that a hurricane can, can take out. Because that solid rock is the creator of the universe. Oh, rain came when blue. My house was built on you, Jesus. I Come on. I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Rain came
Jesus, we thank you that you are the firm foundation, the rock on which we stand. And we thank you, Father, for sustaining us, for uplifting us, for upholding us, Father, through every season and through every station of life. Thank you, God, that your promise is that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. You are an ever-present help in our time of trouble. Therefore, we will not be moved. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. The rain came. The storms blew. But all of our faith, all of our faith is in you. Lord, we can lift up our eyes to the hills. From whence cometh our help? All of our help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. All of our faith. All of our faith. All of our faith is in you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Chad, would you come back and sing that again? Rain came. Storms blew. All of our hope is in you. Rain came. prophetic word for you in Jesus name father I pray in Jesus name that right now you would comfort every heart every soul that is weary every wind tossed wind blown life that right now in this moment that we would find our firm foundation that we would find our anchor in you that no matter what life throws at us, you stabilize us. You anchor us. We rest in that now. Thank you for being our firm foundation. Thank you for being a God who never fails. You won't. We thank you for that now, Father. 
in Jesus' name. And everybody who believes and agrees said amen and amen. Well, welcome to Converge Live. We're so glad you joined us for today's worship experience. If you're joining us online, Converge Online, you're joining us virtually, we'd like to welcome you as well. God bless you, and thank you so much for prioritizing this time together. For those of you who are here in person, we're so glad that you're here as well. We're gonna dive into the word here momentarily, but before we do that, before we do that, I just wanna acknowledge some very special people with us, some very, very special people with us, and right at the top of that list is our friend, Pastor Jesse Daniel, who is in the house. He's been out several weeks, and uh, some of you uh, may know this, and some of you may not know this, but Pastor Jesse had a freak accident a few weeks ago, and we had sort of that ice storm come through, and uh, he had to have emergency surgery, but he is back. Come on, somebody. Can't stop, won't stop. Pastor Jesse's in the house. But not only is Pastor Jesse here, his son, Michael, is with him as well. Michael, why don't you stand? And uh, we're glad that you're here with us this evening. Listen, I also want to acknowledge a very, very special, I started to say guest, but she is an important part, an integral part, a charter member of Converge Nation. She has just returned from a whirlwind trip around the nation. Come on, show your love for T. Roz. T. Roz is in the house. Listen, T. Roz is living her best life, y'all. Come on. 65, glad to be alive. Amen. It's good to have you in the house, uh, uh, T. Roz. Uh, we're glad you're here. And then also, also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 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 my dear friend Marcus is here. Is Marcus here? Is he? Say again. Changing the baby. Come on. Like a true converged man. He is changing diapers. And uh, we're so glad that you guys are here with us this evening. Uh, Marcus and his fiance have joined us all the way from Dallas. And uh, Marcus, Marcus is uh, the son, the youngest son of our dear friend, uh, Julia Stearns, who just transitioned from this life into eternity. And I had the awesome privilege of eulogizing Julius. And, uh, and Marcus and his fiance were in the service, and they promised that they would come and visit Converge. And uh, we're so glad. We're so glad that you're here with us tonight. And uh, yeah, let's show them our love and welcome them to Converge Live. All right, we're going to dive into the word, but let me just, uh, by way of true confession, if you're wondering, in fact, if, you're, if it's your first time here at Converge Church and if it's your first time joining us online, you're probably wondering, why the pastor dress like that? And let me just be honest with you, full disclosure, I did not feel like dressing up today, right? So I put on what I wanted to put on. And listen, y'all don't judge the book by its cover. Judge the book by its content, amen? So hopefully I came loaded tonight, but that is the honest truth. And listen, I got off easy because Pastor Wendy is out of town. So, so I could pull this off, right? Uh, but Pastor Wendy sends her love. She, too, uh, had to travel uh, this weekend uh, 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 to attend a funeral in Atlanta. That's why she's not with us. Uh, uh, she lost a family member and, uh, and had to travel suddenly. So uh, keep her in your prayer. She should be back uh, this weekend. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but uh, she sends her 
love and blessings. And, uh, and also, also, uh, I, I would be remiss, I would be remiss if I did not give honor to whom honor is due. Uh, my beautiful daughter, Nia Kennedy, is in the house. She just came back from Austin. The Texas relays, there were about 80 schools from around the country that were represented. And what I'm uh, uh, so excited about is that Nia ran the 4 by 4 but uh, her entire team, including Nia, uh, PR'd. That means they all got their personal records uh, fastest time. Come on, somebody. He takes us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from victory to victory. Super proud of you, Nia. And then uh, Levi Legend is also in the house. And uh, uh, yesterday afternoon, yeah, uh, I got to, 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 to see Levi. He was presented with uh, the Lion Pride Award at his middle school for his leadership and his character. And so, yeah, so uh, we thank God for our children. We thank God for you. And uh, we're going to dive into the word together. Uh, tonight is sort of bittersweet. And, and here's why it's bittersweet, because tonight is the series finale. We've been in a sermon series that we've called Verses, He Said, She Said, and The Truth. And again, you guys know it's a play on the cultural, pop culture phenomenon called Verses, uh, where your favorite artists, uh, they battle each, out, each other, uh, and, uh, and it became really popular during the pandemic. And uh, as we thought about a series that we wanted to do to, to really help uh, families and individuals navigate the conflict we experience in our interpersonal relationships, we thought it would be a cool idea to borrow from pop culture. Now, uh, the tone and tenor of this series has really been solutions-oriented, right? We wanted to give each of us, all of us, the tools that we needed, right, to navigate conflict in a healthy way. And again, this is not just in marriage. This is in all of our interpersonal relationships. You've heard me quote Abraham Maslow often. He is considered the father of modern psychology who said, if the only thing you have in your hand is a hammer, everything's going to look like what? It's going to look like a nail. All the ladies are in the house, and I know you guys are big fans of rom-coms, romantic comedies. So you remember my big fat Greek wedding? Remember the bride's dad? He had one solution for everything. Anybody remember what that solution was? Windex. Windex. A lot of times we take a Windex approach to all of our problems. We think that all of our problems have a cookie cutter solution when that is not true. God wants us to have the right answer to the right problems at the right time. That is, in fact, what the wisdom of God is. The wisdom of God is the ability to make finer distinctions not just between good and evil, because that would be easy. For most of us, we would admit that making the distinction between what is good and what is evil is easy. However, the wisdom of God goes a step further. The wisdom of God enables us to make finer distinction between what is just good and what is best. God doesn't want us to settle for what's good, God wants us to experience his best. And that's why John chapter 10 and verse 10 says that the thief, speaking of Satan, comes to steal. He comes to kill and to destroy. However, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That word translated life is the Greek word zoe. The Bible in the Greek has two words specifically that describe or that are translated life. There's one word, bios, which speaks of physical life. 
and there is Zoe, which is literally translated life as God has it. That's what God wants us to experience on this side of eternity, not just bios, where you are alive physically, but he wants you to experience Zoe so that you can thrive while you are alive. And it comes when you and I begin to tap into the wisdom of God, which is the word of God. Are y'all with me? So for the last six weeks, today being the seventh, we've been navigating the word of God and learning what the Bible has to say about relationships and how to nurture and cultivate healthy relationships. I hope you heard, heard what I just said. How to nurture and cultivate healthy relationships. Because healthy relationships don't just happen. In fact, what you and I have in life is a direct result of what you've created or what you tolerated. Everything you have in your life exists for one of these two reasons. It's either because you created it by design or you tolerate it and now it exists by default. And God doesn't want us to live our lives by default where we are reactive. God wants us to live our lives by design where we are proactive. And so he gives us his word so that in every area of our lives, we can experience his highest and best, especially in our relationships. So three important things for us to understand tonight. Number one, God cares about relationships. So this is not something that you're just experiencing and going through in life that God doesn't even notice or care about. No, no, God cares about relationships. Again, if we were to go back to Genesis, you will find that God said it was not good for the man to be alone. Okay? So God's design for man is not that we live in isolation. God cares about our relationships. The first miracle that Jesus performed was at the wedding feast of Cana. Because God cares about relationships. When the scripture talks about eternity, when all of this is said and done, the scripture says that you and I will sit at the marriage feast of the Lamb. Because past, present, and future, God cares about relationships. Number two, yes, the second truth to grasp as we close out this series, God doesn't only care about relationships, God cares about your relationships. Now, let me tell you why that's important. Most of us, when we think about the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God, it's almost like, yeah, God can do it for them, but will God do it for me? Let me... Let me reiterate that God doesn't just care about relationships generally. He cares about your relationships personally and specifically. Let me, let me say it this way. He cares about your relationships or the lack thereof. Are 
Are you with me? And number three, I just lost my thought. But number three, God cares. Oh, God has a plan for your relationships. Okay? Very important. Doesn't seem like a big deal. It's simple, but it is extremely profound. Because God cares about relationships, God cares about your relationship, and God has a plan, a blueprint for you to win and succeed in your relationships. So if relationships have been a source of pain and frustration, God has a solution today. That will cause that thing that has been a source of wounding to become the source of your greatest joy. If we will simply do it God's way. Because relationships have the potential to bring us the greatest joy. And they also have the potential to bring us the greatest pain. So here it is. Relationships are God-given. Right? Therefore, relationships should be God-governed. Listen to me. I, yeah, let me say it one more time, man. Yeah. Relationships are God-given. He is the author of it. He invented it. He designed it. It was his idea. And if it's going to work right, we have to go back to the author, to the inventor, and the originator to figure out how this thing's supposed to work. I am the worst at DIY projects. In fact, I thank God for my, my neighbor across the street who's also a pastor, right? If there's something broke in my house, first person I call is Tab. Yo, Tab. In fact, one of my, my light bulbs, my rear, uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about. In, yeah, blinker, yeah, it's out. Guess who's going to fix it for me? Now, listen, if, if I were good at DIY, guess what I would do? I'd go into the glove box, and I'd pull out the instruction manual or the owner's manual because the owner's manual has some instructions from the person who created the machine. Come on, come, listen, come on, Ikea. <laughs> if you're on a budget, you love Ikea, except you got to put it together yourself. And every piece of Ikea furniture got at least 2,400 pieces. Come on, somebody. Yeah, that, that, ain't, that ain't my lane. But fellas, y'all know how we do sometimes. You buy the thing, you bring it home. Wifey take out the instruction manual. I, I don't need that thing. Four and a half hours later, you're wondering why your table on the gangster lean. You know why? Because you missed what you were supposed to do at step three. And the whole time you had the instructions. And sometimes we wonder why life and relationships are lopsided. It's because somewhere we skipped an instruction. And we've been building, come on Chad, not on the firm foundation. We've been building on a faulty foundation that we created. So, uh, I'm going to tap into some psychology here tonight as we tap into the Word of God. Are you all okay with that? Okay. 
the title, if I were to choose a title for tonight's message, it would simply be Frames, 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 Frames. I want to talk to you about three frames, three frames that our lives fit into, sometimes unknowingly. Uh, I brought uh, some frames from home. This is a real small tabletop type thing. You know, it's got three pictures of me and Pastor Wendy. You can't see it, uh, but this is me all tuxed out. Come on, somebody. The name is Bond. Ray Bond. Come on, somebody. <laughs> y'all, y'all saw what I did there? Yeah, and, and Pastor Wendy is in this green gown looking fabulous, and there's two others. Uh, this was one of our anniversaries. And this was at a mini's food pantry uh, event. So I'm going to put this here. I don't know if y'all can see it. We're going to talk about three frames. Uh, this, is, this is, come on, somebody. <laughs> y'all pastor. Whew. I was so skinny in this one, I don't know if you can tell. But this was sub 200. I got on the scale last night. No, let me just explain what that means. What had happened was, no, no, I, I, your pastor is north of, of 200, but listen, muscle heavier than fat. That, 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 that's what I'm wrestling with is all this muscle that I'm adding to my frame. So that's number two, and this is a picture we took a while ago, I don't think know the kids know I brought this, but my daughter's like, no, don't. It ain't a bad picture. But this is us, uh, we all got uh, Incredibles t-shirts, and uh, isn't that cute? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Levi and Nia. So the Incredibles uh, frames. Uh, I'm going somewhere with this, y'all ready for this? Because uh, today, we're gonna help you find the frame that you have been living in relationally. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all ready? Uh, let me get two volunteers. No, I'm just going to pick two people. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all know how y'all be nervous when I say that. I'm just going to pick two. Uh, Patrick and Tadisio, why don't you come on down? Patrick and Tadisio, favors. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Woo! Okay. Thank you guys for being good sports. Come on up with me. Come on up. And let me give you this disclaimer. Uh, I wanted to do this with couples, but this by no means, what I say, and as I describe the frame, it is by no means a reflection of this couple. Y'all hear that? They are just my models. Is that all right? Y'all look good too. Yeah. Shoe game off the charts. First frame we're going to talk about is the A-frame. Uh, so, so do I want to talk about the A-frame first? Let's talk about the A-frame. Okay, so what I want you to do is, um, how do I want you to do the A-frame? Oh, yeah, I want, you to face, I want you to turn and face each other. And then I just want you to hold your hands up, both hands, and just, come on, interlock those fingers right there. Come on, somebody. Y'all didn't know I was going to set y'all up for all of this today. Imagine the letter A, right? Over here would be their A frame. 
Let me tell you what the A-frame is. Oh, boy. Y'all hang with me. Y'all hang with me for a second. And what I want y'all to do as you're doing this, I want you to kind of lean toward each other. Like, there you go. All right. The first frame we're going to talk about is the A-frame because the A-frame in relationships speaks about dependence. Relationships that are built on dependence. Meaning, if one lets go, the other falls. Now, if you guys are leaning on each other, if one lets go, the other is going to fall. Are you see what I'm saying? Because these are relationships that are built on dependence. Uh, the second thing is, in A-frame relationships, the couple does not have an individual identity because they are both absorbed in each other. What they do have, though, is a strong couple identity or an identity as a couple. Let me go a little bit further. The A-frame relationship looks something like this. They are so closely tied together in their existence with each other that all of their value, all of their esteem, all of their assurance, and all of their identity comes from the relationship. If one person were ever to let go, the other one would tumble straight to the ground. This type of relationship is often referred to as an A-frame. If one side of the A is gone, the other one helplessly falls over. Because in A-frame relationships, the individual cannot stand on his or her own. It has no health without the other part of the frame because complete dependence is their only safety net. So I'll let y'all come down for a second. The reason I wanted to start there is because most relationships, in fact, the people that have sat across from me, many of the relationships that Pastor Wendy and I have helped navigate and counsel were codependent. Where two people in the relationship did not have an individual identity apart from the other person. In fact, they found their identity only in that person. Their identity was connected to the fact that they were a couple. In fact, apart from their identity as a couple, they did not have an individual identity. And what does that look like? You know what it looks like? Let me give you one example. It looks like a victim who perpetually attracts rescuers. And A-frame relationships are based on, on people who are needy in an unhealthy way, who attract people who are rescuers. And let me tell you what a rescuer is. A rescuer is somebody who needs to be needed. So two people are attracted to each other by the fact that one has a need 
and the other person has a need to be needed. In both cases, they are extremely unhealthy. Now, let me tell you something else that happens with the A-frame. Can you do that A-frame again? There's something that happens in the A-frame. Because when two people are in the A-frame long enough and they are unhealthy enough, the victim and the rescuer, if they are both unhealthy, and they're unhealthy to begin with, but they can get toxic, where now it becomes a power struggle. You see, because at the apex, at the top, go a little bit higher on the A-frame, at the top, right here, where they connect, where it's supposed to be a place of connection and intimacy, it becomes a struggle for dominance. Let me give you an example. Hmm? A person need, a person has a need, and they attract a rescuer. The rescuer needs to be needed. So guess what the rescuer does? If he's unhealthy and he's fixated on dominance and control, it's going to look something like, oh, baby, you don't need to work. I got you. And then the spouse's life begins to revolve around what the rescuer will allow and what he won't. Because what started out as a need has become complete dependence. And the one who is the rescuer who needs to be needed says, oh, she ain't got to work because I need her to need me. Are y'all tracking what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you about the, the, the victim now. Okay, so the victim says, okay, you know what? I got somebody who's a rescuer who's going to take care of me no matter what. So every single day, because I know he needs to be needed, I'm a cry wolf. Because as long as I cry wolf, he's going to come to the rescue. So the cycle repeats. He needs to be needed. And now she's manipulating his kindness and taking his kindness for weakness and crying wolf because now he needs to be needed. And the entire relationship, the entire relationship is built on codependency. Are y'all with me? Man, y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church. Hang out here with me for a second. Hang out, just hang out. Yeah, you can break the frame. Y'all look good. Y'all hold hands. Y'all do something. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's the first frame. Listen, I don't know if you're here in this building or watching online. As we go through these three frames, I want you to identify yourself because God wants to move us from a place of dependence to the third and final frame. Is this helping anybody so far? Okay. Second frame. Second frame. Come on, Marcus and Aaron. Come on down. Come on down. I, I, I need your help. I need your help. Here, here's, here's the other thing I meant to say, that with people in the A-frame, uh, they wrestle with something that psychologists called, uh, 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 um, just lost my train of thought. Hold on, let me look at my notes. Sorry, I should hold my notes. Ah, idealistic distortion, idealistic distortion. And what that means is a lot of times when people are codependent, it's like, oh yeah, I found the one that 
completes me. And they will be so fixated on the fact that out of the 7 billion people on the planet, they successfully found the one who will, here it is, who will complete them. And because they put an unhealthy demand on each other, what they ultimately are trying to do is they're going to put pressure on the other person to fulfill them in ways that only God can. So Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 says that we are complete in him. The way you break the cycle of the A-frame is that you find wholeness and your identity apart from your partner. You find it in Christ. Are y'all with me so far? Let's talk about the second frame. Second frame is the H frame. You ready for this? Come on down, come on down. Everybody show your love. Come and show your love for, for, for Marcus and, and, and Aaron. Yes, yes. Uh, so you're going to stand and face the audience. And, uh, and uh, yeah, why do you? And, uh, y'all don't be nervous. Y'all know each other. <laughs> you guys are going to make an H. And the way you're going to make an H is you're just going to step, and you're just going to touch hands in the middle, just fingertip to fingertip. Yeah. That is the H frame. Come on, somebody. Uh, the H frame is, uh, is, uh, is unique uh, because um, uh, this is where uh, a lot of relationships and even marriages uh, happen. Uh, you may have heard me say this before, but this is a beautiful illustration. Oh, look at your feet all cute. Touch it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, it is a picture of the H frame and what the H frame is is we can confuse proximity with intimacy. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah, but we're touching hands. We're connected, but it's not necessarily based on intimacy. So while the A-frame is about dependence, the H-frame is the opposite because H-frame is about independence. Listen, there are some people who are in H-frame relationships where if one person lets go, the other person hardly feels or notices it. They have strong individual identity, Marcus and Aaron, right? They have strong individual identity. They are self-sufficient. Unlike the A-frame, they don't have a couple identity. They have an individual identity. And this is where this pattern exists most. It's in what's called DINK, D-I-N-K, couples. Double income, no kids. Because both parties come to the relationship fiercely independent. Uh, I really don't need you, and you really don't need me. And when life gets hard and life gets tough, they are able to withdraw and disengage without even missing the other party. Because the H-frame is about their individuality and their independence, even though they're a couple. Are y'all with me? Now, God wants us to move from dependence and independence to the third frame. And I'm trying to go fast because I got a lot to cover. Oh, you can let your hand down now. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. 
uh, yeah, why don't you guys stand over here? I'm just going to read straight from my notes. The reason the H-frame, H-frame is potentially detrimental, here it is. Uh, there is an independence that both parties feel from meeting their own needs to such an extent that they avoid engaging their partner in asking for legitimate needs. So the two people are so independent and so used to taking care of themselves that when there is a legitimate need, nobody's going to ask. And that takes away from their transparency. It takes away from their vulnerability because their relationship is built on their fierce independence. You've got the A-frame at the top. It looks like it was unhealthy. It can be manipulated, and it's about dominance. One person will use the fact that they might think of themselves as a victim to, to, to lure the person who is a rescuer into a perpetual cycle of rescuing them. The danger with the H-frame is that fierce independence where I really don't, I really don't need you. Okay? Third and final frame we're going to talk about tonight is the, oh, let me finish reading this to you real quick. Uh, They avoid engaging their partner in asking for legitimate needs to be met. And over time, this distances the couple. If you look at the H shape, you'll see that the middle bar eventually can be broken due to extreme independence and distance pulling away. But both sides would remain standing as eyes still themselves, but not a couple. Are y'all with me? Okay. So when it comes to our relationships, God doesn't want us to be dependent or codependent. He doesn't want us to be fiercely independent. God wants us to learn the power of inter, inter. Dependence. Are y'all with me? Okay. Uh, Before we get to the the, the final frame, let me just read this, all right? We said that the fix for the A-frame is that they find their identity and fulfillment apart from their partner, right? Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. For the H-frame, here's the fix. The fix for the H-frame is the fact that neither side has allowed... Uh, the other, I'm sorry. Come on, Pastor Ray, hooked on phonics today. Here it is. Let me just read this real quick. The opposite, the H-frame is the opposite of an A-frame. And these couples in the H-frame are disengaged. They stand completely independent of the other person. Neither side is allowed to affect the other because they have intentionally isolated themselves from the rest of the world. Here's the problem. They never cleaved. And that's what the Bible instructs us to do. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24 says, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and he will Cleave, that word means to be joined to his wife. Here's an example of H-frame relationships. Separate bank accounts. Hidden email addresses. Diverging career pursuits. 
They're so independent that as they're making their plans, one person's career is taking them this way, the other person's career is taking them this way, and how many of you realize if you're not growing together, you're growing apart? But it happens in the age frame because they're independent because they haven't cleaved. Uh, so the way you fix it is you do what the Bible says. You leave and you cleave. You, this is huge. You leave. This is what you leave. You leave the yours and mine mentality and you embrace an ours mentality. Yours, mine, but now it must become ours. And most people in H-frame relationships never get there. There are people that have been married for decades. And the way they think is, no, that's your stuff. No, that's my stuff. No, don't touch my stuff. And I ain't going to touch your stuff. And they never graduate to a mentality that says, no, this is ours. Notice what the word cleave means. I promise you, I'm going to wrap this thing up in a second. If I can find my notes here. Okay. Oh, here it is. Cleave. It means to, and you guys are going to act this out for me. Come on, somebody. It means to cling. There it is. It means to stay close. It means to keep close. It means to stick to. It means to stick with. It means to follow closely. It means to join to. It even means to catch in pursuit. And that is the fix if you are in a relationship that has an H frame where you and the person in relationship with, if both of you are fiercely independent. The fix is you have to cleave. Pursue, cling to, stay close, and let go of your yours and mine mentality and embrace a mentality that says this is ours. Number three, number three. Okay, third and final relationship. Come on down, Marcus. Oh, y'all got your baby with y'all? Come on down, Marcus. Can I, can I volunteer you your first time here at church? All right, y'all come on down. Yeah, show them love, show them love. All righty. You guys are going to go front and center. And I forget, tell me your fiance's name again. Ashley. Ashley. Okay, all right. Hi, Ashley. All right, how you doing? Okay, you guys are going to go front and center. You guys are going to be the M, the M frame. And I'll tell you how you're going to do that here in a second. But the M frame is about interdependence. If one lets go, the other feels a loss. They have healthy individual and couple identity. Are y'all with me? The ideal relationship could be illustrated with the letter M. And this is achieved only through interdependence. Both members are able to stand on their own, but they choose to stand together. Listen to me. It's when, it's when you got a boss and you got a boss chick. And even though they could stand independently, 
They choose to stand together. Amen. Sure, let me show you the M frame. Why don't you turn and face each other? And then just hold hands right here, out front. That's your M frame. Are you with me? That while they could stand alone, let go of each other for a Ain't nobody falling down. You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody falling over. Because they could stand independently, but they choose to stand together. Oh, that got closer. Come on, somebody. I see what y'all doing. I see y'all ad-libbing the script a little bit. I, I like what y'all did there. That's powerful. Come on, somebody. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, come H-frame. Yeah, yeah. They're good. Uh, you see that? Sometimes we confuse, like I said, proximity for intimacy. And most of us think that doing life side by side is enough. When God created relationship to happen face to face. Listen, there are a lot of couples and people that are comfortable doing life like this. You can parent like this, looking outward, right? You can, you can serve your church looking outward. The only way intimacy happens is face to face. When you say intimacy, are y'all with me? And that's why the script... I was going to go somewhere, but I ain't going to go there. But the ideal relationship is to create an M-frame, not an A-frame, not an H-frame. A-frame, codependent, or uh, uh, there's, it's based on dependency. H-frame, uh, based on independence. I really don't need you, even though we're together. And what God wants us to create is our M-frame in our relationships. Are y'all with me? All right. I see y'all taking pictures. Let me get out the way. Yeah, y'all take some good pictures real quick. Give me, give me that, give me that A-frame real quick. Real, give me that A-frame real quick. And uh, no, I'm just posing for the pictures. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Everybody show your love for our amazing volunteers. Thank you guys so much. Fantastic. Marcus, I appreciate you being a good sport, man. Thank you so much. Okay, so this is where we're going to close. Did that help anybody? If we're honest with ourselves, we can find ourselves in one of those frames. In terms of how we've done our relationships. Um, Have I become overly dependent upon the person I'm with to meet my needs? And have I even manipulated my neediness as a tool for control. Because I know if I cry wolf, they're going to show up. But the flip side is, it also feeds into the need of the person to be an unhealthy rescuer. Are y'all with me? Hmm. There are a lot of men in particular. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me pump the brakes. In fact, there's sometimes a lot of women who are rescuers by nature. And everybody around them is saying, no, 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 this is a bad idea. This guy moved into your house, he'd been there for six months, hadn't applied for one job. And there are people who are okay with it because it feeds their need to be needed. 
That is an A-frame, codependent relationship. And then there's some of us, y'all. There's some of us, and I don't know where we get it. It may be nature and it may be nurture. It may have been bad experiences, but there are some of us who have made vows and we have said, I ain't going to need nobody for nothing. Are you with me? And we have become so self-absorbed and so selfish that what we have created is H-frames in our relationships when what God really wants is M-frames where we can have strong individual identities in Christ but still choose to stand together. Uh, Last thing I'm going to say. I don't think these frames are static depending on where you are in life. Yeah, you could move from one frame to the next. There might be some times in a relationship when you could be the person that's needy or the person that is, uh, who needs uh, their partner more than is healthy. Uh, there could be some times when in your relationships you are fiercely independent. But where, what God wants us to do is acknowledge where we are, the frame that we're standing in so that he can move us from dependence and independence to interdependence. So here it is. Things change and people change. Phases of life sometimes cause us to lean like an A or stand strong and tall like an H. However, God's plan, here it is, and this is my, where I'm going to close. God's plan for your marriage, not just your marriage, but your inter personal relationships, the people that you're doing life with. Number one, listen, bring your best self to the relationship. And the way you bring your best self to the relationship is by finding your identity in Christ. Not looking to someone else to define you or looking to the relationship to define you or looking to your successes and achievements and the accolades to define you. Bring your best self to the relationship by finding your identity in Christ. And then the second thing he wants us to do, and this is where we close out the series, he wants you to use your identity in Christ where you are complete in him to nurture and to cherish each other. You know why? When you and I are complete in Christ, we live out of the overflow. We're not trying to love people from what we need for ourselves. We're not trying to love people and do relationships out of a deficit. But when you and I are complete in Christ, when our identity is in Him, we can love the people in our lives. Again, out of the abundance, out of the overflow out of the sufficiency that we find in Christ. And as we close this series, y'all, that's where, that's where God wants us to live. He wants to move us from a life and relationships that are by default to relationships that are by design. He wants us to move from relationships that we've simply tolerated to relationships that we are creating intentionally because we know who we are in Him. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. 
And Lord, as we close out this series, we think of all the amazing tools that you've given us. Father, we started talking about how every language has a dialect, and the dialect of the language we speak comes from our environments and our origin. Father, and I pray, God, that even as we close out this series, you will remind us that just because that's the dialect we learn to speak, it doesn't make it right every time. Lord, I pray that you would remind us about the myths that we debunked concerning singleness. Father, these were tools that you gave us. And tonight, God, we thank you for the tool that you've given us to help us move our lives and our relationships away from A-frames that are dependent in an unhealthy way. And that you would move us, Father, from H-frame relationships that are fiercely independent. That we say, yeah, we're friends or we're married or we're a couple, but it's all about yours and mine and we never get to ours. Lord, I ask you now, in Jesus' name, by your grace, that you would move us to M-frame relationships where, God, we can know who we are but still choose to stand and go through life together. Because, God, you care about relationships, you care about our relationships, and you have a plan. And your plan for our relationships is that we would be interdependent. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Did that help anybody tonight? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, if you joined us online, we want to stay connected with you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. We at We Are Converge. If you also need someone to just walk alongside you, someone to pray with you, you can fill out a prayer request on our website, weareconverge.com, or you can send us an email to echurch, that's echurch, at weareconverge.com. We have some resources we want to send your way to help you jumpstart your relationship with Jesus. If you live in the area, if you live in the area, we want to invite you to be a part of our community of faith. We meet Saturday nights at 5 p.m. and then you're watching this broadcast on Sunday at 10 a.m. The good news is, Converge, on Sunday, April 17th, Easter Sunday, we are moving to Sunday mornings right here at 1611 Wilmoth Road. So listen, if you're watching online, make plans now to join us for Easter Sunday, to join us for Resurrection Sunday, April 17th at 10 a.m. We look forward to connecting with you. Koketso, why don't you come and bless us out? Once again, thank you so much for being with us for today's worship experience. We pray you are encouraged and blessed by the word. Amen, amen, amen. Did that bless anybody today? Woo, yeah. All right, let us, uh, let us go and, and, and worship and serve the Lord with love and uh, our actions as we go out today. All right. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. All right. If you were impacted by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, 
we've got some information that we'd love to send you to help kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, please email us at echurchatweareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. Or you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount that you'd like to donate to 77977. Also, you can find all this information on our mobile app. Simply search the app or the Play Store for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.